Welcome back to Detroit Rising. I'm Chad Livengood, Senior Editor at Crane's Detroit Business. We're recording this week at Detroit Homecoming, an annual event that Crane's puts on that brings back expats to the city and focuses on trying to get them to think about uh, helping be part of the revitalization of Detroit by reinvesting uh, in their their home city, uh, re-engaging in some way, or even just moving back their uh, their businesses or moving back here to to live. Uh, and with that, we every year we really focus on sort of the top issues that that are affecting the city's nascent revitalization. And one one of those issues that we're focused on this year is rebuilding Detroit's black middle class. And and through that, uh, we I, I looked at this week for Crane's uh, um, newspaper, tried to look at what, what's going on in entrepreneurship among African-American small business owners. And I we profiled 10 uh, African-Americans uh, who, are, who are, have businesses that are on the rise in the city right now. Really interesting stories um, um, in, in different industries from construction to engineering. And one of the ones that we found that uh, I think uh, you might be hearing more about in the future uh, is a company called Rizar. And uh, it is uh, founded by Ashley Williams. um, And she is joined here uh, on the podcast uh, to talk about it. Ashley, thanks for taking time to talk with me. Thank you so much for having me. That's so kind of you to say that too. (laughs) So tell me, tell tell our listeners what Rizar is. Yeah, sure. So Rizar is a content marketplace for millennials and also going to be Gen Z content creators to connect with brands um, through creating content. So they make articles, videos, podcasts, and photos. Our niche area focus is what we call conscious content, where we're helping brands to be more purposeful and meaningful in the types of content that they're making. So if I'm a company and I want to find a way to connect with a millennial, uh, but I don't know anything about um, uh, podcasts or memes, um, I, I would go to Rizar and 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 how how does this process work? How do you how do you engage uh, and create customer base? Yeah, really. So what we do first is understand what the brand's needs are, their pain points, what it is that they're trying to articulate through their campaign, and from there we help them with coming up with brand guidelines. Sometimes they already have the guidelines, but we'll make them um, create, kind of critique them a little bit more and make them more capable to what we're trying to showcase to our content creators. Then from there, we look through our network of over 5,000 content creators um, to see which ones really align with what the brand's needs are. Then from there, the brand will also um, talk to us about what types of content that they're looking for. Sometimes we have suggestions in terms of maybe there's more articles, there's more videos, there's more podcasts. But essentially, though, we put together um, what their media needs are. The creator then will, after they get the creator list, the creators will have a couple of weeks to get the content back to us within a certain time frame. And the brands can use that on Rizar. They can put it on their social media, their websites, anywhere that they need to showcase um, their marketing efforts. And these creators, they're essentially a big network of freelance writers, uh, videographers, audio people, uh, graphic design. That's How do you have you... How have you? Um, how many people do you have in the network, and how have you stitched that together? Yeah, so right now we have just over five thousand two hundred, um, and really, essentially, when we first started, I went to a lot of college campuses um, and journalism schools. Being a journalist myself, I knew that it was always important to build a portfolio and to be able to have what they call real world opportunities. Sure. 
so I wanted to go to the different journalism departments like USC, um, George Mason, um, Columbia, all the different journalism schools and reach out to the students there to learn about Rizar. Then we went to Young Professional Networks, which is also a way for us to target. And also we did events as well. So through a variety of different and micro influencers. So through a variety of different ways, we've been able to really um, garner more content creators. Now, you're a native of Detroit. I am. And, and what high school did you go to? I went to South Oak Lathrop. And um, and so and you went to journalism school. I did. This is what I like a lot about your story is that there's like hope for uh, life after journalism, <laughs> just in case uh, th- this thing for me doesn't work out. Um, <laughs> Great. Um, because I've, I've you know a lot of people in in, in the in our in our mm-hmm. profession have 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 left and they've taken jobs in public relations yes. and you're taking this to a di- like a little bit different level and in, in creating a business that is meant to continue making content for people. Yes. It's funny that you say that too, because I remember even when I was working at USA Today, um, one of my editors, we were talking like, so what do you do after USA Today? Or like, where do you, where do you go? You know? Right. <laughs> or you like, right. what do you do? But I think also, I guess going to different other big media companies or starting something was what we'd also talked about. So yeah. it's kind of a funny conversation. So how did you start this? And when did, when did this kind of happen? Yeah. So I really had the idea for Rizar when I was my first, my first job at NBC News back in 2012, but I really didn't know what I wanted to do with it, and I also knew I wanted to be a reporter, and at the time, I was more in a producer role, Um, and so I kind of had, like, this idea for it, but I didn't really start pursuing it really until 2014 when we got incorporated, Um, and then 2015, we launched, and then in 2017, we pivoted into the marketplace model. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard when you when you um, you still got the bug. Yes. You want you want to you want to cover the news. Yes. Um, But you have found um, you you've been growing. Um, You you were in Tech Town, or Mm -hmm. are you going back to Tech Town? Remind me where you're at. Yeah. So that was one of the great parts about coming back to Michigan. So when once I left USA Today, I came back home and tried to get resituated. And being here, I was able to garner a lot of different mentors and resources. uh, Particularly with Tech Town was the very beginning of us getting going. Um, we were in their incubator. Okay. Um, and the incubator really helped us to kind of get more infrastructure in the company, even as we're still building um, that, is, of course. But it really helped us with also understanding, like, the ecosystem and where to go for resources and what really what it takes to really build a company. And I'm still learning what it takes, but that was really, really helpful. Okay. And where does the name Rizar come from? What's the origin of that? Yeah, sure. So I actually speak Spanish and there's a word in Spanish, Rizar, which means to ripple. That's one of the meanings of it. And I really wanted the company to focus on the idea of the ripple effect of how one person could share their thoughts and make an impact with every piece of content. So the idea is to encourage young people to really have more authentic conversations and more conscious conversations around what's happening in their lives and in the world. And then to also empower brands to do the same. You're basically trying to turn, turn, create a commercial model for what already goes on, where, right. where someone gets on and and talks about uh, the shoes they've got and, and, yeah. and creates some creates some kind of a, a, a meme or a video about it or a YouTube uh, video. People have created whole enterprises off of YouTube just uh, you know commenting about consumer products. You're trying to actually make it so that. The, the 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 businesses can actually buy that kind of content exactly exactly and it's much more uh, authentic to connecting to a young person or even really I think it's like the conscious idea is really relatable to any generation yeah um, but it's something that really speaks to someone's heart or aspirations or um, really like what they aspire to do in the world so it's more to it than just selling a product sure 
Sure. And uh, tell me about some of your customers that mm-hmm. you've had. Yeah. So we've worked with like Marriott, Glassdoor, um, JP Morgan, the American Heart Association, um, a variety of, uh, we just are started working with Warby Parker. So a variety of different entities. Um, it's been really interesting, all the different industries that really need content to see how much it can scale and how much we can really hopefully be very helpful to these companies. Have it, has any of this content you've created for these uh, companies, has, has any of it gone viral or have you had any kind of real cool success story? Not exactly yet, but I have to say a campaign that we did for Silence the Shame around mental health last year for the last day of, of Mental Health Month, um, it actually reached number nine on Twitter um, in terms of the conversation going on and people talking about and we were um, shooting out content. So it was really interesting to see how much uh, impact that could have. Uh, well, you got introduced to me by uh, Ron Hall over at Bridgewater Interiors, an yes. automotive supplier. Yes. What type of work have you, did you do for them? And mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of a curious. Uh, I mean, I understand mm-hmm. some of these name brands, but uh, yeah. but, it, it, but you're, not many people would know what Bridgewater Interiors is. Yeah. So really, with Bridgewater, so part of it, we're also creating content with them and also helping to basically showcase the the great things about their brand and also. Um, all the different things that they do in the community in terms of their reach, in terms of their impact, and also their history within Detroit and also really the nation. So we're working with them on content as well as social media strategy and also just overall branding. Okay. And going forward, you are now um, out trying to to raise some some money for this. I know you were just at the speed dating session here at at homecoming it was great. um she find some find some people get some people interested possibly i hope so yeah it was really great conversations um and it just just to hear feedback too and also just to see what uh how people feel about the company so it was really great to have those um hopefully building really great relationships and uh, you've been out uh, you're out fundraising what's your next kind of step or goal that you're trying to work toward yeah so i would like for us to close around um, between now and like mid-October at the latest. Um, and then from there, we're going to start working on the next version of Rizar, uh, which will be a definitely a much more automated version of the platform. Um, and then also scaling more as well. And then continuously working with more clients and also the, cl- the current clients that we have. As a, as a native Detroiter, what's your general outlook on, on, um, on entrepreneurship and specifically uh, black entrepreneurship in this city? Yeah, I'm so excited to see, like even just being here, so many entrepreneurs of color here. Um, And also just the idea of how the city is really vying for individuals to take part in entrepreneurship. I think um, sometimes when you go to other cities, there may not necessarily be the infrastructure in place or the resources there. But I think Detroit has a lot of history of entrepreneurship. So it's naturally um, a way to empower people to take, a, to take a chance and to take a risk. And so to see all the different entities here and even Cranes like supporting this type of endeavor for individuals is really um, powerful. And it's really also humbling to see so many people taking part in that. And I think for minorities in particular, especially being in Detroit, it's a way for us to um, to be able to not only just give back to the city, but to also empower each other and other individuals um, within our race to also believe in the power of entrepreneurship, how you can create your opportunities for yourself and for others just that look like you. And I think it's a way for all of us um, from all different backgrounds and races to come together more to see the potential that the greatest potential that Detroit has. Ashley Williams with Rizar, thank you for joining us here on the Detroit Rising podcast. Thank you so much for having me.
I'm Chad Livengood, Senior Editor at, at Crane's Detroit Business. You've been listening to the Detroit Rising Podcast. If you're listening to this podcast on SoundCloud, please consider subscribing to the Crane's Detroit Business uh, channel on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.